0: yippee-ki-yay mother welcome
1: to the party pal
2: welcome to yippee-ki-yay round robin hey everybody how's it going i'm ralph quartucci i'm sean paul murphy
1: i'm debbie murphy i'm michelle wojo i'm
2: brad barrowe as always i'm john quartucci (laughs) and i'm chris coker all right, Chris, new
3: member. Back the, again?
2: Uh, yeah, new member, a new mother podcaster. Welcome. We didn't scare you Welcome, off. Welcome, Chris.
4: No, thanks for having me. All right. Me. Uh, oh, Drew is off ahead. this
2: week, probably catching up on some shows he uh, wants to talk about next week. <laughs> nice. Before we get into the Ron Robin, which this week is time travel films. Yeah, Very exciting. Another full Film, I mean, another full uh, theme, genre, uh, Genre. Yeah. movies out the wazoo. It's amazing. Uh, But before we get started, we'll do a little what you watch short and sweet, unless you guys want to protest and do as many as you want, since Drew's not here. Let's start with Sean and Debbie.
5: Well, we were watching and this is in a movie we were watching um, pitch room. Um, I don't know if you've seen it on the Internet. It's this guy who does. He pretends he's a screenwriter and he pitched studio executives ideas for movies and basically, he'll he'll like do Tomorrow War or Tenet and and pitch the movie exemplifying everything that's horrible about the movie. I see, how, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's the guy that like the the the, oh, wow, the wow. thumbnails wow. get big eyes, right? They do. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. I've seen that.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, those. I, we yeah. Were, we,
5: those are funny. Just watching those endlessly. We those couldn't stop. Hilarious.
1: We'd say just one more. Right. Okay, just one
5: more. <laughs> it's like candy. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So I strongly recommend
2: those. I, th- I don't think that's, is that the actual name? What's the name of that guys? I, I can't.
5: We'll it's, to a, put it. it's Screen Rant, I think. Screen is
2: Rant, right. We'll put it's it in the, we can.
5: Name, but I think they're called Pitch Room.
2: Uh, before I forget, uh, please subscribe. John doesn't, John forgets to bring that up. And since I'm talking about John, John will put in the, in the link, he can put the link to that, uh, to that guy's uh, website. Or yes. YouTube I'd be happy
3: channel. to do that, Ralph. Would you do that? Subscribe. Share also and hit the notification button because sometimes it's the only way you can get these videos. Okay. Because of the algorithm. All right, John, what did you watch? (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, Ralph, I watched about 15 different things, and I'd like to list them now for you in alphabetical order. Um, (laughs) No. Well, first of all, I want to talk about not something I watched, but something I read. I was on vacation last week, and I was at the beach. What? Yeah, I, I read. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I read <laughs> Chapel Street, written by our own Sean Paul Murphy. And I have to tell you, I'm not a big ghost story guy. I'm a real uh action sci-fi. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a page turner. Uh I think you'll like it. So if you get a chance, read it. Excellent, Sean. I really enjoyed it. It took me two Bye. days to Bye. read it. So I just wanted you to know that. So what I watched, I don't know if you guys know this show on, uh, I think it's on Peacock called Dr. Death. Um, I about it. so Amazing. I didn't watch the dramatization. I watched the documentary on the real oh, guy. Okay. And it is, this guy did 38 operations and he damaged 33 of his patients. Oh my one, gosh. One was his best friend that he basically decapitated him. Yeah.
0: Oh and,
3: uh, the guy was a quadriplegic, uh, after the back operation mm. that he had, this guy was a, well, first of all, he was nuts. Yeah. But the fact that the medical society let him continue to do the operations is really the story ask. of it. How did they it even was, let
6: him go that far? It was they, uh,
3: they're
2: always protecting doctors. He's
3: the they first did.
6: doctor
2: that, that's been put in prison. He's been put in yeah. prison for life, by the way. So, yeah.
3: Uh, uh, and God, and, and yeah. God bless the prosecutor that went after him. But when you, yeah. when you see the story of the people that he... He hurt. I mean, he killed. He killed a couple of people actually for routine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, root, there's no such thing as routine back surgery. But what would be considered routine? He was a butcher, and he left <laughs> pins in. He yeah. left uh, tools in. Sponges. It, just sponges. Yeah. Sponges. Did he do
7: it on purpose, or was he? Well, silly? They, they don't they, really
3: know. They never tell you. Yeah. But he. It, I mean, they think he was a serial killer. That's what they think he was. Either that, wow. he wa- He was so amazingly incompetent.
2: Yeah. He didn't know how incompetent he was. I
3: find that hard to believe. I think it was done purposefully.
2: And they said uh in the doc you saw that he didn't he always thought he was this brilliant surgeon yeah. until an actual surgeon got up right. in the trial and described everything he did wrong. Yeah. And that's the first time his lawyer said, Oh my God, he finally realized he was a terrible surgeon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well that's what and, I mean. You gotta be a wow.
0: sociopath.
2: And he had all these, you know, reviews, everything was great, everything you're the greatest doctor. He he was very personable. But he was addicted to drugs and alcohol. I mean, it's well, a- and every
3: time he got fired from a job, uh, he threatened to sue. So, as part of the agreement, they couldn't say why he got fired. Oh so he, my god! He could god. go to so another hospital. It was. Insane. It's. And I'll tell you what, it makes you, it makes you think twice about getting serious surgery.
2: I mean, any it was surgery, awful. Any anything. Surgery. Now, when you look at a doctor's review page, you're like, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't so know. that's well, what I watched. Good. That's on Peacock, right? Peacock. Yeah. Well Joe, what do you guys see?
7: Well, we watched something a little happier than that. Okay. <laughs> um we we finished up Friends. We told you guys that we have been watching Friends. We finished that up. Um so we started two different um comedies. One is called Better Things. It's on Hulu. It stars um Pamela Odlin and she plays it, it's it's probably based on her own life because she plays a um well actually she's she's not she divorced in her life? Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, she plays an actress and a voice actor in Hollywood who's raising three daughters. Um, and it's hilarious. It, It is just really, really good. And if
6: you don't know who she is, she, she's most famous for being the voice of Bobby Hill on King of the Hill. She was um, also.
2: Um, he's um, also been
6: in a lot of other. Big she was in Californication.
7: Like, Louis's
2: wife. He, Louis's wife. Louis uh, CK's wife in the series. Well, he.
7: Yeah. The he show was created. It
6: was created yeah. by the two of them. Oh. Louie
7: CK and her.
2: This yeah. one that she's on now. And it's yes.
7: still on. It's, I thought she had. I thought she had on. a yes. bit of a
2: split with him based on what happened with him.
7: It may have been, but the, we started at as the beginning. As far as I know, it started, it's not canceled. Though. It started in 2016, so they've okay. done episodes through 2020, and it says on IMDb there will be more episodes 2021 at fifth season. Um, so we, we enjoyed that actually. Oh, 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 okay. We've watched the history of the sitcom on <laughs> CNN. Have you the seen that? The history of the sitcom? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's fabulous. It is fabulous. It's a weekly, um, uh, 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 show. <laughs> Big words like that. Get me. Uh, it's called a series, um, but, but, <laughs>
3: So does every episode uh, do a time frame or something?
7: It does a different topic. Right. So one of it was about friends, not Friends the Show, but well, Friends. Well, the first,
6: the first episode was kind of focused on family sitcoms. Because
7: so, that's so how they, they started. So they talked about
6: I Love Lucy, and then they kind of moved their way up to, you know, and this so it was over decades. And then they did one on Friends, and they did one on workplace. the workplace.
7: You know, um, you one know. on, so, um, I can't remember. Yeah, but so it's, it's really good. It, it I has good. Good. i give it a watch. I'd like
3: to see that. Okay.
7: And then the last thing, because That's you know,
3: three. she. Is.
7: <laughs> no, actually, this is going to be the fourth. But um, taking over for Drew. Yes, they I am. Are. Okay. Um, we started watching Veep. We did not watch Veep when it was on. It's on HBO Max. Oh mm. my God, is that hilarious? <laughs> that show is so funny, and now I wish I had watched it when it was when it was actually yeah. being filmed here. Um, it was funny. The first episode, this guy walks in very briefly and I said to Brett, oh, my God, that's David Dubois. That's David Dubois. And he said, who's that? And I said, Crabs for Christmas guy. And so there were I'm sure there <laughs> are a lot of people. The guy who sang the song Crabs for Christmas. Yeah. Dave Dubois.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, that Dave uh, Dubois.
3: Oh, <laughs> crabs are Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no, I had crabs for Thanksgiving, but I don't know what the okay, medication took care of. Sure, Sean and Debbie know, know it. who it is, and that's
5: Julia. Why did the boy was in one of my movies? Oh, my oh ring yeah. the bell,
7: ring you the you bell. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but yeah, we've, right. we've been enjoying that. So
2: great. Uh, what's his name, the What's the first yeah.
7: boy? Oh, oh, crabs Christmas. Crabs are Christmas. The boy. The boy.
2: The boy. Hi, Chris. What do you see? What do you want? What do you want to tell us about?
4: Uh, yeah, I watched a couple of things, but I'll stick with, uh, uh, I saw this movie from 1986 called Trouble in Mind by Alan Rudolph starring right. Chris Christopherson. Um, I think it's David Carradine and, um, uh, uh Lori Sager and, uh, Genevieve Boujol. I have a cool. terrible French accent so Trouble in Mind is that what Yeah you're that's I uh, yeah. 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 never heard of It's it. a um yeah it's uh I actually saw it back on videotape like in the late 80s early 90s um and it didn't make much of an impression on me then and it didn't get a whole lot better in the <laughs> <laughs>
7: <Uh-oh>.
4: um <laughs> Which is funny because it sounds like I another did.
7: Spitfire Grill, Debbie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's this. It's basically trying to be this neo noir where Krystofferson plays an ex cop who's been released from prison, and he comes back to Rain City, which was literally shot in, in Seattle, right? Um, but obviously, Alan Rudolph, uh, who's a name I've heard, but. It's funny, you look up his IMDb page, he's probably got like 20 director credits, but none of the movies really are that great, you know, or they don't really stand out. Um, he's got some a lot of them of might fans. be. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I'd, I'd heard the name and nothing, maybe just his, he doesn't really agree with me or whatever. Anyway, he's trying to do like this neo futuristic noir, but unfortunately for him, he obviously only had the money to do futuristic hairdos and makeup. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it's, but wasn't it's that
7: was the what the '80s was all about, Chris? <laughs> well, yeah,
4: a little bit. But like they, they really he goes for it, and it's shot in Seattle, so they do make use of the Space Needle and the monorail. Um, and if you've ever been to Seattle, you know the monorail goes like seven blocks, um, actually a little bit longer than that, but literally has two stops. But I have to admit, through some good editing, I mean they must have shot the reverse angle of every part of this monorail because it makes it looks <laughs> like it goes all over the city. But I have to admit it was one of those things where I kept watching. Um and now I will say this um that uh and this is the one thing I not surprisingly remember from when I saw it. If you were to ask me about this movie I'd be like, "Oh yeah, isn't that the one where Christopherson gets out of jail and pretty much rapes his ex-girlfriend in like the first 8 minutes?" And you're like, "Yes, it is." Maybe that's why I was never on this guy's side. Um oh, And it's like I watched it again and you're like, "Yeah, that was definitely like it was a really uncomfortable thing, and it just never – I don't think it ever really recovered from that moment because I remember no, that from That's like, funny. Is that is
2: that looking in, 20 in your 20 – is that your 2020, 2021 eyes or – because back when – probably when it played back in the day, it was like nothing, right?
4: Well, it probably wasn't, but I can no. honestly – I could tell you this. If you were to ask me about that movie three weeks ago, yeah, that's the one thing I could have told you about it. Oh, So like – from when I watched it as a teen and don't get me wrong. It wasn't super graphic. And it's one of those weird kind of pseudo things where like he starts forcibly kissing her and then she kind of kisses him back. But then in the aftermath, she's definitely not okay with it. Um Anyway, that being said, um I, I know that really makes it sound like, well, we, did we already
2: did the doctor. So, or whatever the yeah, hospital, exactly. it's possible. I had that scene. So it um, be
5: very cathartic.
2: <laughs> but- <laughs> But all I know, all I remember about that film is the cover. Is he like a detective or something? There's something about a hat.
4: Yeah. He's got a fedora on and he's got like this, and it looks like it's got like the, the title of the, of the movie is coming like up out of the city, almost like, like as if they were buildings. It's got this very forties kind of neo-noir thing. Um, And in some, it's funny because it's got a lot of great actors and a lot of great performances. Um, Even, uh, and it's funny, it does have Lori Singer in it, who I always, I always feel bad for Lori Singer because she's. uh every time I see her, I think that they, could, they couldn't they could get Daryl Hannah. That's all that ever goes through. Don't get me wrong, was, yeah, she's yeah. she's yeah. beautiful. She's actually not a bad actress. She's
3: no Mark Singer, though, her brother. The Beastmaster. <laughs> oh, Beastmaster.
4: Oh, really? That's yeah, actually, yeah. Know that yeah. Was really Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's but anyway, an it was one of those films that, despite the fact that it wasn't very, I didn't really connect with it in any way, um, I kept watching, and it was like mm. – you know how sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, okay, he's going for something. He's trying something. may not be working, but you can at least give him credit for trying yeah, something. Like and really Dave, well, on. I think that
2: w- he, he was going for a David Lynch vibe with that film, and, and we, were, we just did like David Lynch. I forget what we did in Movie Lost Strange. Highway. Lost Highway. And you know the guy's going for something, but at the end of it, you're like, what, the, what was that all about? I don't even know what he was doing there. He couldn't even stretch a narrative together. It's all visual but i don't know I, I all i know about that again is the cover i have this strong uh remembrance yeah. of the cover with chris on the on the cover chris christopherson
5: yeah. so, i know so i like some alan rudolph films i just can't think of what they are top of my head. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: like i said if you look at his imdb page you're going to go wow this guy directed a lot of stuff he wrote a yeah. lot of stuff but you're going to look at it and you're going to go at least for me and the funny thing was even with this movie like roger Ebert, who. I agree with most times, I'm obviously not all times. He really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's got a very positive following. Mm. So maybe I'm just on the outside. Did
2: he like it right away or did he change his or review like he it? likes to do? He likes to um, hate movies and then change his review right away. I think huh? this,
4: um, as far as I know, I mean, it, I didn't look at the date on the link to his. Review.
2: Yeah. We used to read yeah. Robert uh, uh, Rogers reviews on our podcast all the time because we did agree with him a ton. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good take on stuff, but he was uh, our
5: patron saint of the Patron
2: saint. Who's our cinematographer? It's the guy that, that shot, uh, Owen. Owen. What's his last name? Owen, uh, writes something. Anyway, he's our cinematographer. All right. I am going to talk about Dr. Death series. Royceman. Thank you. (laughs) Owen Royceman. I actually, the Dr. Death started out as a podcast that turned into a dramatic series. And then they created the podcast people created the documentary that John talked about. But the, the the eight series show is on Peacock as well. It stars Christian Slater, Alec Baldwin as the two doctors who are actually the ones who started talking out. about this guy and getting yeah. this guy in trouble. And I don't know the actor who played the lead, the Dr. Death, was a guy from Dawson's Creek. I, yeah, I, I Joshua, never saw him. Oh,
7: Vanderbeek? No no, 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 no. I know that guy. Josh no, Joshua know.
2: something? Is that his name? Yeah, Josh? maybe. Uh, I, can, well, I can tell you right here. Yeah, uh, Joshua, Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, Joshua Jackson? Yeah, Joshua
3: Jackson.
7: Oh, yeah, he was in the affair. Yeah, Dominic West. Yeah, he's
2: uh,
3: from what Marie saw. She said he's great in this movie. The
2: the series is unbelievable. And Christian Slater, you know, he just did uh, the one, um, the other one, the Betty, the Betty brought the Dirty John. Uh, He was so likable and so uh, and I guess he really played that he met the doctor after the show. I heard a podcast uh, he did such a good job playing this guy. I was amazed. I think Christian Slater's got a bit of a reso- reconnaissance, like a reconnaissance happening. He's sort of getting super popular again, yeah. and he's doing a great job in these. And this Dr. Death is riveting, and it does make you a little yeah. weary when you go on Dr.'s websites <laughs> now because this guy, for all intents and purposes, was brilliant, according to him. Right. And like John was saying, all the all the hospitals, because neurosurgeons, he was a neurosurgeon, bring in two million oh dollars a year. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, you know, and, you know, also, the opposite is true. When you find a surgeon that you can't even stand it's such an idiot and then you find out his work is excellent. Right. And right. That's, that's our experience. Well, here. there's a
2: scene at the beginning of the series where Alec Baldwin has to do a cleanup on one of his surgeries. Uh-huh. and it's Clean really up, what it's really what predicated <laughs> the, the trial he actually got convicted of elder abuse because mm-hmm. one of the victims was 65 years old and and with elder abuse in Texas cuz Texas had this cap on how much yeah, money 250,000 two, 250,000 yeah. for malpractice settlements so it was not worth it for lawyers right. to take the case nobody would take these cases they bring it to the DA and the DA this woman figured out that we'll do elder abuse because elder abuse you can get in prison for life and that's what that's they want it. And they put him in prison for life. It's like amazing, Al
7: Capone getting picked up on tax. Yeah, exactly. Operation. Kind of. I mean, exactly. this
2: guy, but this guy brutalized a bunch of people. And the stories are just in the doc that John saw. You're actually seeing the real people that was he, including mean, his best friend who he yeah. he turned into a quadriplegic. It was, yeah.
5: Well, he must have done some successful operation. Yeah, he didn't he have did, many. He did five, five. out yeah. of 38. Jesus,
2: five. No, out he didn't have he was many. only
3: he only did surgery for two years. Yeah and he oh he gosh. brutalized 33 of the patients. Yeah, he was and a researcher
2: he was a researcher he was a yeah. brilliant the guy was a, yeah. you know he's very intelligent very personable
3: but every surgeon that ever worked with him knew he was a hack and he didn't know what he was doing that's amazing but nobody anyway, you, got, you should see surgery. it's on peacock yeah, it, it? it's not
2: long to get yeah, yeah scary yeah but it was really good I and you know you implicitly I'm trust your doctor that's the right. thing because you just yeah. assume that they got this far nobody would let him get this far if he wasn't it wasn't any good and Turns out not so. Oh, long.
3: speaking of that, I forgot to mention I had a root canal yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's Three terrific. days. I had the worst pain in my life. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't eat. Okay. And wow. I got a root canal. Now I feel like a million bucks. But my tooth is cracked. Now they're gonna pull it.
2: <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I-, I do those myself. I just yeah. Well, you know, myself.
3: I just thought I'd bring that up. All so. Right. I- All right. Well,
2: let's. Uh, that's a good way to start the round. Let's Rob go back on. in let's time, hey. shall we? gotta get right. back in time so this week we're doing uh time travel films <laughs> yes and last week we did or last last episode we did teen comedies which had a time travel film in it yeah so knowing yeah. that we're going to start with debbie because debbie brought the teen comedy time travel film what would you
6: bring this time
1: thank you so much Rale, for welcome. letting me Go first i love it so it's uh peggy sue got married yeah and when uh, last week was going to happen i was going to do that one and um but I'm glad I get to bring this one because uh, Kathleen Turner loved her in this yeah. film. She was discovered by a friend of ours. She was scared to death go on, to go on stage where Steve Yeager pushed her. He said, no, you're doing it. Here you go. And he pushed her onto the stage, thus becoming a star. Being Is discovered- she from Baltimore? Yes. No,
5: but no.
2: I, well, she was, she, discovered,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was discovered in Baltimore. She okay.
5: went, I believe she went to UMBC where Steve was teaching. Yeah.
2: Oh. I have a slight connection with Steve Yeager.
5: Did you throw oh, him no. out of a party? <laughs> no, no.
2: Uh, no, he did some work on on the block. Remember on the block? Yes. Yes. About uh, Baltimore's, you know, Dripping. prostitute district or whatever it's called. Yes. The red light district. Well we did uh a guy I worked with was shooting the dock with him and they did some coloring work and I met him over there in, in D C. So I got a connection with him. But oh, I did a, hey, a little research, Ralph. little research. Somebody yeah, had I to get go it. to the red totally. light district. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Peggy Sue get married. What's the uh I know it's a time travel, but what's oh, the, yeah. what happens in the film?
1: In a failed marriage, it starts with a failed marriage. She's married to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Who
3: is great in it. Who yeah. is great with Sue the Sue big Ford. teeth? <laughs> yeah. He was a great, great
1: te- He plays a great role as a teenager, and uh you know he they go back into what causes her to go back the device is her heart, so she has like a heart attack almost or uh they describe it as a ribbon in her heart, and I was thinking how fanciful that that phrase is because it's the heartstrings pulls her back into her past. And um, you know, it just starts where she sees her her mother and her father, and she she's a very wholesome girl. And she also uh, has a a scene with her grandparents, which just just brings back, you know, feelings of your grand. My grandparents are deceased, but when you remember your grandparents, in that film calls you to do that. It's just a wonderful feeling of going back into the past.
5: I'll say one thing about this film as opposed to other time travel films, which mostly have male protagonists. This is a rare one where it's female protagonists. And, you know, it's Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, you know, we he haven't even talked about Francis it. Francis yeah. Coppola. Yeah. Right. But, like, this film is sentimental in a way that most time travel films are. Like, Debbie mentions the grandmother scene. I mean, she's really sentimental about seeing her sister, your little sister, young again, and But at one point the phone's ringing and she picks it up and it's her grandmother who had died, you know, in her life had died decades earlier. And she's like, she can't even speak. She's so overwhelmed by hearing her grandmother's voice again. And this is the kind of thing you're not seeing, even, you know, you you don't see in a normal time travel movie, you know, so it's really sentimental. It's really sweet. I liked it better now.
1: I loved it because, well, when the, because I saw it we're older Canada. and we see the grandparent thing. And then you realize in this movie, it deals with death in a way, because, you know, you go back and revisit your grandparents. And my little granddaughter told me today, <laughs> broke my heart. She said, Grandma, I don't want to say goodbye to you when you go to heaven. I think about that every day. She loves me so much. Wow. And I really want to get healthy to, you know, live or live a little bit longer because she has this love for such a connection to a grand to a grandchild. You know, it's just tremendous. And it just show, this film is just so wholesome. And, you know, she she um, spoiler alert, but she she goes back into the future and huh. uh, she works it out with her husband. You know, and they get back together. It's just a amazing tale. And I like,
3: I like that they didn't age her up in the present so that when she went back in the past, you know, she would be young. Because she was a – I mean, she's a woman. She's not a teenager in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. She's a full-grown woman, and she was the same woman she was in the future. I
5: kind of yeah, like the way the they actors, did it. An early role for Jim Carrey, too. Is, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, Nick Cage they changed. I think they gave his head a pompadour. Yeah. Right. He had the big hair. Yeah,
5: I, I remember
2: two things about this film. One, it was directed by Coppola. Yeah. Coppola. And two, Nick Cage had that affected, you know, he always does something in a film. And he I he reminded teeth. me it was his Teddy teeth show. And, the,
5: and, and, you know, just some of the, but I, well, I think he said was that his inspiration for the characterization was pokey from Gumby and pokey, Gumby and pokey. Coppola, <laughs> <laughs> Coppola wanted him to do a straighter performance, but he refused how arrogant! I mean, Coppola and is his uncle. his uncle, right?
2: Well, don't, and he put well, uncle he, Frank. Well, his, he's the same he guy that to put right. his daughter in uh, Godfather. Godfather Three, three. So. and that was the highlight of that movie.
0: Yeah, I
2: guess. <laughs> but uh, I do remember liking this film. I don't. Uh, it's when it came out, ninety six, I think.
5: No, no, much mm-hmm. earlier, the it eighties, was it was wasn't it? it? it was yeah. No, it was 80s, eight,
2: I'm sorry, eighty six,
4: nineteen eighty six. Um, what? One of the things, if I could jump in there on this, so this is a really, I haven't seen this movie in forever, but I, I remember a lot of things about this film and, and it really is, what, it, what I found interesting, especially when you look at all the other time travel movies I'm sure we'll talk about, is it is very specific to her life. I love the idea of she kind of faints or whatever at the reunion, 20 year reunion, 35, 25 year reunion, something like that. And she kind of like falls back into her memory, into her time. Um, and it's really, it's really neat. And, you know, and she, I think, you know, yeah, I think it's just a great take on the whole idea of, you know, reliving your past and making different choices. And she kind of ends up sticking with her original choices after all, because, you know, and like you said, right. she goes back when she kind of reemerges, she goes back and and uh, says, you know what, maybe maybe this was the right thing. Maybe this was changing the past wasn't what I really want. You know, I thought it was really great.
2: Was it a yeah. near death experience she was having? Is that yeah. Think that's yeah.
4: The doctor. Here's the thing. I was
5: wondering while we were watching, because I hadn't seen it in a long time, whether it was a time travel movie or whether she was just dreaming. But when she gets this book at the end from an off some another student who she slept with while she was back in time Mm -hmm. and he references that he slept with her because she didn't sleep with him in her real life. But she in, in when she goes back in time, she sleeps with him. And he references it in the dedication in the book, yeah. so that proves that you know it, it happened. She was back and she altered time, but mm. she made the paradox. paradox.
2: Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. She we're going to have a lot of paradox continuum. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about a lot of paradoxes. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a good film. Yeah, good yeah, pick, Deb, and, and different that, uh, for Coppola too. Yeah,
3: very
5: different for Coppola. Yeah. All right, Sean. Sean's okay. Gonna... Well, I am going. You know, there are so many time travel films. This was a really tough choice for me. But I decided to pick one, A, because it's probably in my top three time travel films. And it's just such a magnificent piece of low budget filmmaking. I'm picking um, Scott Carruth's um, film Primer, which I really honestly think it is one, it's probably the best science fiction film of this century. And, si- um, best science fiction film? Of this century. Really? Since 2000, mm-hmm. not before. Well, that's still, up, I mean, wow. You know, it, And it was shot for a $7,000 budget, shot on Super 16. $7,000? 7, $7,000 budget. Um, and it was shot on Super 16. They generally only did one take of each thing. They just had to use whatever they had. Now, what I love about this film, it's about these like four nerdy guys who have day jobs, but they're all trying to be entrepreneurs and are trying to develop a product they can sell when they meet. They decide on a product to make and they try to sell it. You know, it's like motherboards and they're trying to make a chip, but they're trying to do something with that, you know, doesn't require it being, you know, refrigerated or cold. And as they're doing an experiment, two of the guys discover that there's a fungus on this thing that they created, but there's so much of the fungus that it couldn't possibly have been there in that amount of time. Basically, they discover, two of the guys discovered, that they've created a um, a time machine. So they sort of squeeze the other two guys out and then they try to see what they could do with the time machine. And um, well, I, you know, and of course uh, everything that, you know, goes wrong in a time, you know, in a time travel movie goes wrong. They, they, you know, they gain hubris, you know, they're going back and forth. They're running across themselves. But what's really brilliant about this film is these two guys, they don't dumb down anything. In a sense, this film is just as confusing as Tenet. But it's it's more likable because you actually believe these – you know, they're talking about science, and they're talking about science at a certain level. And you have – you know, and it they're just, like, talking to each other the way people who would understand this stuff would. No efforts made to dumb it down. You may not necessarily understand what they're talking about, but they're speaking to each other with such conviction that you believe that they believe what they're saying, you know, and – what i love about this film is you know pretty much everyone in my family all my cousins we all watched it at different times whenever we get to a family gathering we'd all just start talking about primer again and trying to explain what the hell happens in the movie because it's yeah. really um it's really not entirely clear yeah exactly I- what happens other than the fact i will say that when the movie starts it's all they're already the time travel has already begun, even though you think you're seeing them create it, you know, but it's that's it's, the thing. It, it, it's like all of these
2: that that wrap each other and wrap each other and come back. And like Tenant. we talked about, obviously, Tenant. I tried to I tried to like this film because, A, it was 16 millimeter, B, it's seven thousand dollars. And it's going to be fun to watch. And it's just like, what is? I I just couldn't, I couldn't get into the aesthetic of the film because everything is overlapping on everything, and you have to, you have to really pay attention. You can't relax in this film at all. You can't drop lid. Cannot be sleepy. Yeah. You can't do yeah. any of that. You no. miss the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, have you seen it, John? No. Okay. So I never uh, heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to watch it. Maybe I'll try it again, given your recommendation. I'll definitely yeah. watch it. I mean, I'll I watch. Mean, is it. this
6: fairly recent?
2: Probably like ten, like years, ago, 10 years ago. Ten years ago. Maybe. Did more anybody
5: that? who made it do anything? Like, did did it open doors? Did another film called The Color of Something, which I didn't see. To me, I would have retired after that movie because I I think it's it's brilliant. I really think it's a brilliant film.
3: Better than Tenet.
5: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Tenant was just, and it's like there's really no action in it, and when things start to really happen, you don't know why it's happening.
3: You yeah, don't know. That's movies. what I'm talking
2: about.
5: That's
3: you exactly what I'm talking about. Sean, you're describing a pretty <laughs> crappy movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I got be- well, <laughs> to right. Is that?
3: Is our not is not review lie. of these? Is I our
2: had no idea what was movie going movie. on. It was brilliant. <laughs> are we going to review all these films with? Is it better than Tenant? Is that how all these films are going to be? Well, I, I base well, didn't everything on Tenant, so no. Okay. We
7: didn't
3: see
6: Tenant because you guys talked it down so much. No, I, well, I that we rea- like, have eye
2: before you see Tenant, okay? Sean just right? describing it as being confusing is—he's a hundred percent right. You're just trying to watch this film, going, okay, what is? Okay, they, oh, oh wait a minute, okay. There's a lot. Our
5: I've seen saint. I should read his review. Gave yeah. it three and a half stars. Yeah, he thought it was brilliant too.
2: Well, yeah. well, I'll have to watch wow. it again. Is it available anywhere streaming
6: that film? No,
2: it's yeah. not.
6: Kind of no, it's you can so. get a Viewmaster and there's... <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, Chris, what do you got?
4: Um, uh, By the way, uh, Sean, that was actually going to be my pick, but you, you said it uh, last week. So I was like, oh, I'll go with something really? else. Yeah, because like I was, was like a big fan fire? of that film too. I, I really... Would- you know when he says it's let me put it this way the movie that i chose i think is fantastic i chose ryan johnson's looper from 12 2012 um or maybe it was 2011 um with uh bruce willis and joseph gordon levitt and uh emily blunt um and jeff daniels and jeff daniels is not on the overcard but he is uh he is in it and he is fantastic um but Primer is actually, as far as like a time travel movie, it's, I think it's a little better than Looper, even though Looper is terrific. Um, basically the story of Looper and where it comes into time travel is that the basic idea is that in the future, it's set in two, it's, it's set in a near future and then in a very far future, right? It's set in like 2040 something and then also in 2070 something. Um, and the idea is that in the future, time travel hasn't been created yet in 2040-something, but in 2070-something, it has been. And the idea is that the way that it's been designed or the way that it's been created, it was instantly outlawed. Government said nobody can use it because it is just just—it's bad news. It's bad news for everybody. So the only people that use it are criminals. And, oh, nice. uh, what do, <laughs> so what they do is, and it's kind of interesting because in the future, detective technology, forensic technology has gotten to a point where it is almost impossible to kill somebody without getting caught. So what they do is they take these people and they shoot them back 30 years, kill them in the past, and they just disappear. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a – he is basically a looper, right? Or And he is an assassin, and he is told to be at a certain time and a certain place. And all of a sudden, snap, somebody shows up, and he just blasts them. They've got a cover on their head, and he tears open their uh, sweatshirt or whatever they're wearing, and there's silver bars in there. And so he makes money. Obviously, in the future, the economy is all messed up and, and all sorts of stuff. But what happens is, at some point, uh, the criminal organization from the future decides that they don't want the people that know all these dirty deeds from the past uh, walking around. So this guy shows up with a mask on. You shoot him. And when you when you open up his uh, jacket to get your payment, it's full of gold instead of silver. And it's you just killed yourself from your future self. So you know you've got 30 years before they track you down. Anyway, uh, so it's this really crazy idea, right? I think my um, head's
7: going to explode. <laughs> yeah,
4: it, but it, it actually, when you when they kind of break it down and they explain it, it really works. It's got some great, like I said, Jeff Daniels is in it. Um, and one of the, kind of the, the weird thing about it is, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis play the same person. Right. They play the same guy 30 years apart. And they actually did a great job using Gordon Levitt's makeup on Gordon Levitt to make him look like Bruce Willis. And <laughs> wow. he, he watched a And lot they talk to each stuff. other. They have
2: scenes together, right? Yeah.
4: They in di- in together. diners
2: and stuff. Yeah. They have scenes yeah. where they're. Yeah.
4: And he, so. what he did was he like mimicked all of, or he really studied his mannerisms and there's a great scene. The first scene he has with Jeff Daniels, because Jeff Daniels is this guy who came back from the future to set up the whole Looper program, right? And it's a one-way trip. You cannot go back and forth. And it's always 30 years, three days, and eight minutes or something like that. Um, So Jeff Daniels is back here, and he's the guy who set up this whole thing. And there's this great scene where they're talking across this table at each other. And when you look at uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the way he's kind of got these little ticks, if you think about Bruce Willis, you're like, wow, he's really doing a great job. Um, But what's really amazing is, so then... The funny thing is Emily Blunt doesn't even show up to the second half of the film. Um, And it basically just kind of goes through this world of these guys. And, you know, what happens is he gets you get these little bits of information, like one of his friends, a looper, let his himself go. You know, the guy shows up and he was humming this. He was humming a tune and he was like, I knew it was me and I couldn't I couldn't do it. And so then all this terrible stuff happens to this guy and all this time travely things happen. And, um, but yeah, I totally recommend it. It's, it's really good. I don't want to give too much of it away. However, at about, there is a fantastic sequence in there where Bruce Willis shows up. He's time traveled back and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills him. You know, he pulls off the mask. He sees that it's himself. And then there's like a four minutes, four to five minute segment of him, going through the next 30 years until he gets to that point where he would go back. And it's just one of the best edited. It's so tight. It's so great. I can't, I can't say enough about, it. I'm a huge Ryan Johnson fan.
2: Yeah. Um, he went on to do what the star Wars, right? Is he, he knives, did the out? Middle. knives, is knives out? out? Yeah.
4: He did knives out. Um, he did the middle star Wars, the last Jedi, which in my opinion is the only good one of the new three ones. The other two are not, well, <laughs> I think I don't think he's You're well Kevin regarded. George, so Cal, <laughs> John right. just lost his mind. But
2: Ryan Johnson is well regarded in the Star Wars canon. John, we can't hear you. Um, he killed the um, franchise. That's what I was going to say. I don't think he's well regarded for the Star he's Wars not.
3: people, and all well, three movies sucked.
4: Well, here's here's my thing. I don't, yeah, don't want to get off on a Star Wars rant here, but don't, they never should. You'll lose. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying they never should have let him do a middle wow. sequence. If you were going to have Abrams do it, have him do all 3. Yeah. So it I at least agree with makes that. sense. Yeah. Cuz like anyway, I don't want to get off on it. But No, um, we'll do another we can one talk on that. About- the visions were
3: awful in those 3 movies. So. And
4: um, But again, Looper's and George, Joseph
3: Gordon-Levitt was great in that movie. Yeah, I thought they, he was great. Yeah, in that movie. but it's he all the fantastic. paradox. You
4: know, the, the
2: these yeah. thing about these time travel films is, you know, paradoxes can't be, you know, things happen if you do this, that's mm-hmm. going to happen, but then the, the butterfly rules, effect. Then it doesn't really matter. They just figure it out like, I mean, you're not supposed to time continuum. Right, you're not supposed to see yourself yet. You know, Bruce Well you Willis can't him you or-
3: can't occupy the same space. That's time cop.
2: That's time I was about to say that's time cop someone
3: that's must have brought time cop, right? That's, that's a classic. That's all
1: theoretical. But Sean <laughs> would not let us watch Looper. Why would Really? Why he we, let
3: you watch what? Primer, but not Looper? Why?
1: Why? Because he had already developed a um Movie someone oh. like
3: this. Looper. Oh, so you got a lawsuit
2: movie.
1: pending? Oh, I don't watch want it. idea. I mean, same
2: really idea, it. same thing. Right Looper, here. Twelve Monkeys. Did you come up with that one too? No.
1: Oh. Was that, was Bunker, already, that, that was already that was already made from another film.
2: Okay,
4: right, Yeah, that was a French film,
1: right? Right,
2: that's right. No yes. yeah. anybody yeah. in
1: their mind. I
2: mean, the big thing about Looper was that they made Gordon Levitt look like right. Bruce Willis. That right. was the big yeah. pitch in that film, and, and that was, was, was probably, like him. He definitely he, had his mannerisms. I mean, that, that may have been yeah, Bruce he, Willis's he, he, last best film, or maybe. I was going to say it wasn't breach Bruce Willis either. It <laughs> <He> started going <laughs> down. It was when
3: Bruce Willis was still cool. Sounds like
1: an interloper, Looper. Interloper, Looper, good
4: one. But um, um, I would I, I would recommend Looper. It's it's pretty good. Sorry, Sean. I'm sorry they
1: ripped you off. We can go back. <laughs> one I don't think anyone's. I wanted
4: to prevent myself from
5: ripping them off. Yeah. I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna bring up. I'm not. I just want to drop this as an aside because I doubt anybody brought this film. But there's one with Ethan Hawke. Has anyone seen that movie? That time travel film he did. Hang on. Go talk yeah. amongst yourselves. I'll find it. But it's the same I
5: idea. Love those Star Wars movies. Um, um, <laughs> that last one just angered me. The so best much.
3: Star Wars thing since original movies is the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the animated stuff. The animated, stuff. Sort of like- the animated yeah. stuff is fantastic. Yeah, but those the three movies—they're
5: introducing stuff that they had eight films to set up and chose not to. You know, it's like
3: the third movie was was based on all the bitching that everyone did. and They tried to please everybody, <laughs> and they totally screwed it up. It yeah. was awful. Oh, How do you
7: gosh. really feel, John?
3: Oh my God! It just drives me crazy. I'm such a I, was, I,
2: I didn't mind the one that wasn't the one, the prequel one. What's that one with the woman who oh, played the lead?
3: The one uh, with uh, the, uh, you're talking about with, with when the Darth Vader was a kid?
2: No, 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 not no. The the one about when they get the the plans for the Death Star. The original. Oh, that that was a rogue rogue one. Rogue one. That was good. I, I liked that. that was I, good. That I liked was good Rogue too. one. Yeah, but right. Solo was like, terrible. <laughs> The Ethan uh, Hawke movie I you guys liked solo. thought I was yeah. good. Anyway, uh, all right. there's a all movie right. called Predestination that Ethan Hawke was in. Um, Never heard of it. And it also stars a woman. Did you, see, you ever see Billions, the series on uh, Showtime or whatever? <laughs> well, the the woman who plays the daughter, not in Billions. I'm sorry, the one on HBO. Predestination is one that they just overlap and overlap, and it's just—it's quite I, an amazing film. I saw
5: film. that. It's sort of a place that. Is that your movie, Ralph? you going to pick that one? No,
2: I just want to throw okay. that as an aside. Yeah, that's not, all right, I got three. I'm going to give. So, okay. all right, John, uh, what's what? your movie then?
3: Well, let me just let me just. Uh, this was very difficult for me for a number of reasons. First of all, let me just get this. No right old, around. no old time travel films. Let me get this right off my chest. The the most perfect time travel movie is the one we talked about last week, Back to the Future. Okay. And Agreed. I love that movie. I think it's brilliantly written. I think it handles time travel beautifully. But we talked about it. I don't want to talk about that. So I did. Th- these are the movies that I struggle with. Time Cop, which I really like. Terminator. Hot Tub Time Machine, which was hilarious.
7: <laughs> we talked about Planet right.
3: of the Apes. Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. And oh, no. I was going to go old school with 1960s time machine, George Pal, mm. uh, but I decided to go a little bit different. So I went with 1979s, <laughs> Time After Time. I was
7: oh, about no! I took so, Michelle that's high. what I picked,
3: Michelle. Michelle, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm just going to say one thing about it. I'll let you take the movie. And and I took my the time film. Okay. Time After Time. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap. One of the reasons I really <laughs> like this movie. First of all, I love Nicholas Meyer to start. But the only thing I'll say about it, I'll let, Wo- I'll let Wojo take the movie. Uh, it was one of uh, Malcolm McDowell's first performance where he was a really likable character.
2: And you know why he took it?
3: Yeah, because he just did Caligula. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to skip that, but I am going to say this. For those who don't know, in Back to the Future, in this movie, in another movie called Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan, oh, yeah. they yeah, all went back so much- to November 5th. November 5th.
7: Yeah. A I different year, yeah.
3: but November 5th. So I had that in about- my
7: notes, John! I will talk about
3: the time machine.
7: Uh,
3: it was 1960, George Pal. It starred Rod Ta- Taylor, Alan Young, and Yvette Memo. And um, I love this movie one because of the device they used for the time machine, which was uh, repurposed. Or, or it was refurbished for big bang theory. They had the original um, uh, machine, you know, they redid it. It was beautiful. Um, and, Rod Taylor was really good in this is one of his first leading roles. And and the special effects for the time was really, really good. The the time progression where the bricks, you know, the bricks would go mm-hmm. around him. I, I just loved it. And, and the fact that they had to move the sled outside the Morlock place or he'd be stuck inside. But the thing in my head that still sticks to me today when I remember it as a kid was the look of the Morlocks with the red lights like the Jawas. I mean, the Jawas were a takeoff of the Morlocks, just the lit up eyes. And they were pretty scary looking. And you think about all the beautiful people up on the surface and they're all in diapers and having a good time. Then you find out they're fish food. Uh, I just love that concept. It was my first, as a kid, it was really my first introduction into time travel other than lost in space, which they did a couple of episodes on that. But, uh, this is a movie, and I always say this. When a movie comes on, if I'm going to, if, if it comes on, and I'll just sit there and watch it. This is one of those movies. i am just, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of George Powell, who also did Tom Thumb. He did War of the Worlds. I mean, he was really, really good. Um, so I'll go old school and that's my pick. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Uh, you know, it was my, written,
2: was that written by H.D. Wells? Yeah, it's written by H.D. Wells. Okay. So yeah.
3: In so. fact time after time is about H. G. Right, Wells. So, right, yeah. Right. Um H. G. Wells was pretty happy uh, uh well not happy about it. Um uh, the the script
7: He was dead. Yeah, no, I'm so. saying the script-
3: <laughs> I know no, I'm saying the script wasn't exactly what he wrote, but it was still I, I thought it was really well done. And and it kind of catapulted Rod Taylor too because from then on he he was definitely a leading man. So, That's the one I recommend. I don't have to go long winded about it. A good
2: transition then to Wojo's Time After Time.
3: Yeah. So you got that, Wojo. Okay.
7: Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, For a second, after I chose this film, I was scared for a little while that I had had a Freaky Friday and somehow Ralph or Sean had inhabited my body because I decided to pick a movie from the 70s. (laughs)
2: Um, 79 I mean very late yeah very
7: late Um, actually I I mentioned this to a friend that we were doing time travel and he said oh I remember this movie time after time it was I remember seeing that so I hadn't seen it so I just thought well screw it I'll watch it see what it's like it tells the story it starts out in the Victorian period it's the story of H.G. Wells um, has invented a time machine in his basement he um he has, you know, all his doctor friends and all his upper crust male friends over and he's telling them, yeah, so I invented this time machine and a friend of his, um, Dr. Stevenson, played by David Warner, says, oh, really? You, Yeah, he, he's like, you know, calling his bluff. Well, it turns out that. Um,
2: Meanwhile, Stevenson was late for dinner because he was busy
7: because he was busy killing someone because <laughs> spoiler alert. He was also Jack the River. Nice. So, <laughs> Effectively um, creepy,
3: too. He was right. Yes. Me, yes. He,
7: he was. Yes. Yes. Um, so what happens is the cops come to. OK, back up a minute. Um, You did mention that HG Wells is played by Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Um, He, he is really good in it. Uh, um, Mary Steenburgen is in this 26. I have never seen her. Play at that age.
2: Adorable. So that
7: was, that was. And she was playing
2: a 70s kind of free spirit, quirky young woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Free spirit worked at a bank that evidently just did transactions of British money because in 1979, (laughs) evidently, there was so much business for people who needed to turn pounds into dollars that there were tons of people in this bank. Um, So what happens is the cops come to H.G. Wells' house because. Dr. Stevenson, aka Jack the Ripper, has just killed a woman nearby. So, you know, here come the, uh, the bobbies, the cops, the bobbies. and they, and Stevenson freaks out because, hello, he's Jack the Ripper. And unbeknownst to them, he goes down to the basement, jumps in the time machine. And now, this is the one part I didn't get. Okay. So they're in Victorian England. And he just changes to November 5th, 1979. And he ends up in California, in San Francisco. After
6: having a whole conversation about how I'm going to end up in the same place when I travel. <laughs> exactly. He said that. He said, he said, you can't travel to different places. You're going to be in the same place. It's just in a different year. It's primer. Well, and, but they then, said- and then all of a sudden...
3: And is it the time the machine, machine, the time in San machine ended up in a museum.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah
3: in a, that's uh, how in I, an
7: HG Wells yeah, exhibit. Right, right. Exactly. So that's how they, in so, San Francisco,
2: right? Right. In San Francisco, right.
7: So, um, so Malcolm McDowell goes down to the basement, sees, oh, my time machine's gone, realizes what happens. He realizes he has to go to 1979 to save the future from Jack the Ripper, um, and what did he have? Did he? How did he get there? I can't remember. Well, I think the
6: time machine somehow came. Back.
3: Yeah, because did you need the key? You needed the right. key. Oh,
6: or it automatically right. came back. Key. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Right. If you go without the key, you That's can't right.
7: back. Right. Which <laughs> right. Jack the Ripper doesn't care about because he's right. Jack the Ripper. Right. Um. So he goes to 1979 dressed in clothes from Victorian England. Right. He um. Oh, but before that, he takes all the jewelry he can find in his house. He asks his housekeeper for all the money she has because he doesn't know how much things are going to be in the future. And he, like, cashes all this this money in and they're like, oh, here's like $25.46 or something. (laughs) So anyway, you know, it goes on. He meets um, Mary Steenburgen because he goes to – he decides to try and find where – Jack the Ripper could have cashed in his money. So I'm probably telling way too much of the plot. Well, I mean, it's, it's I, you know, it's,
2: it. so the idea is that HG Wells follows uh, Jack the Ripper to, to 1979 San Francisco and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Roddy McDowell, who had done Caligula, but I think this is not Roddy McDowell. That's in Planet of the Apes. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell. Um, uh, and he had just uh, clockwork orange. So he had this yeah. nasty kind of reputation. Yeah. As a you know crazy actor, and then he does this, and he was adorable in this. Yeah, film. he was really likable with the little mustache and the hat and the whole. I thing. went to McDougals. It was McDo- so good. Well, he was supposed to be. You know that was. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he said I went to a Scottish restaurant. She right. goes, "Where? You- this is what it was supposed McDougal's. to be." But it was supposed to be McDonald's. Right. They wouldn't let right. him. McDonald's wouldn't let him use right. it. Because I had oh, really? this talk yesterday at the Scottish <laughs> yeah. restaurant. So.
7: Yeah, because they probably said Malcolm McDowell travel right. some time in the well, like, What's oh,
2: amazing? Okay, so Nicholas oh, yeah. Meyer directed this one and he directed the one mm-hmm. John mentioned, the the uh Star Trek Four, which is also mm-hmm. people landing from the future in No, San no, Francisco. no. Nick
3: Meyer, no, no, uh no. Uh uh Leonard Nimoy directed uh Voyage Home.
2: No, so yeah. the one where they ended up in in San in San Francisco. That's, which one was that's that? That's
3: four. That's uh, Nick Meyer didn't write that. I mean, didn't direct that? Are you no, sure? I'm Maher, positive. Nick Meyer, he did Wrath of Khan in the in the in Rathacon. the last one
2: because uh, he, he was saying that six. they used they used a lot of the same like yeah uh, I know punk I think he wrote it I think he co-wrote it with Nick. Okay, okay, I yeah. thought he directed that one no. as well. Uh, he wrote but the But percent. Anyway, they, they did
7: kind of a lot of the stereotypical fish out of water yeah, things. Yeah,
2: sure, sure.
7: Oh, you're wearing. Oh, do you dress in these clothes? And of course, you know, he's wearing the same suit for like 72 days, and. um yeah, but and, the line uh, in the
3: movie about the times is, uh, you know, when 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 Jack the Ripper says, "Back then, I was a murderer. Here, I'm an amateur." Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, know. <laughs> I mean, that was such a statement about the time. It was right because yeah. they know? showed
7: the TV and they yeah. show he's watching the news and seeing yeah. all these mm-hmm. people. You know, five people were killed today, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there were parts of the movie toward the middle that were a little slow for me, but we talked about maybe it was the time period, maybe it was the way filmmaking you know sometimes in different time frames that's how filmmaking is um overall really liked it
0: yeah
7: um really didn't get the whole thing of how they did not they did not explain that <laughs> after you know they just shouldn't have said, Well, you'll end up right where you are but in the future, and then they send them across the world. You know? That was that was messed up. I did like but, uh, the ending. Well, he did went...
6: make some kind of comment because his time, his, his time was off. He was, it was eight hours different. He said, "Oh, that makes sense because San yeah. Francisco is eight hours yeah. apart from." I did <laughs> like the
3: ending when uh, Ripper was in the time machine and McDowell pulled that one piece out, whatever it was. Right, and, that, and, like and, other and thing, Warner yeah. kind of looked at him and said, "Go ahead, like, kind of do it." Do you know what I mean? Uh, so they kinda had that little mutual respect at the end and then he wiped them out in, in time. Right. Right. Oh, and like Mary
2: Steensburg and the connection with uh, Back to the Future three, where she's right. a woman who right. falls right. in love right. with a guy who back to, right. you know, there's so many. And, ends right. up going back right. in time with him too. Oh, and way. Way. she was so cute in this yeah. film. That's yeah. I don't that I don't think that was her first was that her first film? No, it wasn't yeah. her no, first She she did going south with Jack yeah. Nicholson. I, I don't think know that was before, but
3: but yeah, the way she, she was aggressive with him, and he's yeah. like, he's like, yeah. "What's going on?" I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they ended up getting married. They're not married yeah. now, but they but got I married. loved him in that. He was so likable. Oh, did yeah, they he get was, married in real yeah. life? The first time they oh. met is in the bank. Yeah, that's the first oh, time she met funny. him as an actor, and then they ended up falling in love and getting married. And they didn't the last, film.
3: which is surprising. That's that's, you know, yeah. I think they'd last those so that's Yeah,
2: that's a that's a I was that was my that was my second pick because I. I thought one I was going to pick was going to be someone else was going to bring. So,
5: you know, I always confuse that one with somewhere in time. Oh, Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Jane no, Seymour.
5: That was kind of creepy because yeah. that he like his mind goes back and he, anybody he starves to death or something. Yeah. Because, he's hey. not, because he's not eating while he was crazy still in the present day.
0: He, i liked
2: him as superman in the
5: past, but his body's in the present and he starts to death superman's
2: time travel he spins the worth around a, that's, that's right and uh, low us that's right, right. Oh, that's that easy. right. <laughs> yeah. chris doesn't one, like that
7: not good not not good. Sure. one last no. thing and then yeah. then brad can tell you all about the movie he picked which was really good and we also hadn't seen we're taking chances people we're taking chances. i like
3: right. that that's good um that's so, that's why you want to subscribe because we take chances
7: <laughs> that's right <laughs> Well, since I actually prepared for this and then John took my best note about November 5th, um I'm just going to say you, know, you I know I was wondering I was wondering if what we you were going to take it. But anyway, um uh to prepare for this role, um Malcolm McDowell listened to the voice of HG Wells, but it was so high pitched and with such a strong cockney accent, he said it was horrible, so he completely decided against it. So, but I it was, know you that. know, I. But John I didn't was know. right.
2: David Warner played a great, oh, he was, creepy bad guy. He yeah, was. Yeah, he, mean, was. he you know, and, uh, and the contrast between that and Mary Steenburgen version, I think she was, you know, it's just a great film. Just a cute, <laughs> adorable. And that's 79. Yeah. So that was, I've seen in high school. And I remember seeing it in the movie theater. It was just wonderful. So, I
3: pick. was in fifth
7: grade. We were in fifth grade. Yeah.
3: Well, John, I got to tell you, that is one of your best picks.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> not soccer. All right, Brad, what do you got? All right, Brad. oh, All right so I also, like Tenet. she said,
6: I picked another movie we didn't watch. Um, and interestingly enough, Chris, this also featured um, Emily Blunt. Oh, so it's nice. uh 2014's Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, so that's a great oh, yes. movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, Which was interesting. This was the funny. When we were first starting to watch it, we bring it up and it says, live, die, repeat. And I'm like, Wait a minute! Is this the right movie? Because I, <laughs> I don't think that, I, I think that this that was like the tagline, but they kind of that's how they market it They're yeah. marketing it on mm-hmm. streaming. So it, it was, was lived. I repeat, repeat: colon edge of tomorrow. yeah. Because
2: edge of tomorrow makes no sense as well. Yeah. Right. It's based
3: yeah. on a graphic novel
6: I think it's called Kill
3: and Kill Again. I think that yeah.
6: I think it's called. Oh, I was just looking it up. It's called All um, You Need Is Kill. All, All you need is kill. Is that kill. was a, that was going to yeah. be the original Japanese, name of the movie. right? Of the Japanese. Yeah,
3: manga.
4: I think
6: it's actually Korean, but. Okay. Don't want to split hairs. You know. No, it's fine. <laughs> sorry. Um, great movie. Yeah, but uh yeah, really enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, Tom Cruise isn't one of my favorite people, but he's he's a uh, good he was, actor. and He, he was very good in this. Him. Yeah. Um and, and actually very likable. I mean it's 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 so it's so it's um so Tom Cruise is is a colonel. Um oh, I'm sorry, you no, know, he's a major in yeah. the US Army, but of course the, the world is under attack from aliens. So <laughs> All of the basically the human race is at stake, so the entire world is basically fighting against this. And um, Tom Cruise co- comes in and he gets put on a mission. Well, he's play, play, he plays he's, he's a PR special, yeah, he's a PR guy, yeah, he's not even a soldier. And they and send the him, general in side, he's oh. never been in combat, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, he's trying to fight a tooth and nail because he's freaked out and scared to death, he doesn't want to do this, so he has no choice. And they send him, um, well, he he. Finally, they, they send them up and they're up into this plane, getting ready. They're going to attack. They think what's a sneak attack on, um, on the aliens in London. Well, the aliens knew they were coming and ambushed them. And, you know, pretty much everybody gets killed, including Tom Cruise, but surprise, surprise, he wakes up back at the beginning of all this time loop. Like, wait a minute, what's going on? So it's groundhog day. Yeah. (laughs) Except, um, with aliens aliens and, (laughs) and all this stuff. So, um, It's you know it's a perfect
2: it's a perfect encapsulation of a first shooter video game. Yeah. 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 Which is you die and you learn step step step. You get to that step. You die. And that's
6: exactly how I envisioned. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I thought of it. Because yeah, he, he would get he would learn something a little each time, and and it was really kind of funny because you know he get killed or or you know the the one thing <laughs> is that so he he comes across Emily Blunt who is, is in combat and she's known as like this she's this, playing big a badass. because a you know, mega yeah, she's a real badass who's yeah. done all because this time because because the first day she had had the same thing happen to her because it's the base the reason he was able to travel in time is because when he got killed or before he got killed he got. You know, spewed with blood or DNA from this alien. Well, some liquid substance to, from the alien to shift time, and then it gets into his system, and then he's able to do this. So, the cl- and so the more and more he does this, the closer he's getting to it. Then, of course, the alien is. Well, every
3: time he dies, he loops back.
6: He so he breaks add, his the leg. And he the,
3: the he breaks his leg. It's not there. that bad. And she comes over yeah. with the gun. I know. That bad. She's
7: like, no, 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 no you are too far away. I'm killing you. Bam. And then he's back again. <laughs> because if he
6: bled out and had to get a transfusion, then he would lose it. That's they, right. They couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to, yeah. how to get to them. But yeah, it was funny. He'd I'll tell you, the scene so in that times. movie
3: that, that does it for me is when uh, that, that they're in the barn with the helicopter. And she starts asking him, how many times have you done this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. when he tells her how much it's been the look on his face and the realization mm-hmm. of how it was like, wow. I mean, so it, it was, yeah. it, it was really good and the action's yeah. great. Too.
6: Yeah. But I, I thought they just handled it really well. I mean, it, yeah, the way they kept coming back and the way they would repeat some of the scenes and, and, they and those didn't exoskeleton suits. bring it
7: back to the same. Oh, the exoskeleton yeah. suits. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't bring it back like right to when he, Oh, and mentioned Bill Pullman.
6: Bill
7: Paxton. Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Paxton.
6: Yeah, he's he was his his um, drill sergeant. Sorry, his drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah. from masters.
7: Kentucky. Yeah. He was From science, Kentucky.
6: Yeah. <laughs> when he covers and, um, the cards, watch out. And now. then Paul is it Paul Gleason was the was the colonel who sent him over there. He's the one from Sexy Beast. No, I just no, know. right, right. Uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, Daniel Gleason. Is that his name? No, his Hill son. Gleason? Is, no, it's the kid. I think uh, it's Paul Gleason, right? I don't know. You know they're Brendan, making a sequel to that. I think it's that.
4: Brendan Gleeson. Brandon? Brendan. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson. Thank you. Thank Chris. Chris, that's, that's it.
6: you know but, uh, they've talked about it but I I didn't no, think
3: they they're make, uh, uh, go make it. Emily Blunt said they're going to make it. Tom Cruise says let's do it. They're going to do it.
7: Oh I mean, please, of course. I felt yeah. that
5: film had really This was a, when that film came out was one of those periodic times where Tom Cruise was getting a lot of bad publicity and I think that really and I felt bad because I felt the movie was really good. And it really underperformed in this country. It may have done See, well. See, that
7: makes sense now. That makes sense to us, Sean. I'm glad you brought that up because when Brad looked it up and we said, okay, we haven't seen this. And I said, after we watched it and we liked it so much, we said, why didn't we even hear about this movie? Because it, wasn't, it didn't do well at the box
3: office. It got found on cable. Yeah, and That's part of it was
2: awesome. he had just it's done made through. like four hundred million dollars on yeah, that. Yeah, but, but he had just done another one of those. I forget he did Oblivion, or there's another movie that yeah, was kind Oblivion, of the same yeah. as this. Yeah. Oblivion,
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
2: The same premise. So you see in this one, you're like, well, it's it's the same one. But when you when you sat and watched it, it's like, holy shit, this is an yeah. amazing film.
5: And yeah, again, it, it really underperformed. It was, sad. and I feel bad like when a star is is sort of like take it takes the heat like that, you know, because then. It, it hurts the crew. I everybody. think he's
7: doing just fine. I was going to yeah. say, if a four hundred million
3: dollar movie's uh, you know
2: burning out, he's doing right.
5: okay. But I, I bet <laughs> it did most of its money abroad. Yeah, it probably. Didn't. And I'm sure yeah. he made twenty million or more on that movie. So. Plus,
2: again, the title is ridiculous, right? I the think title abroad. Was stu- I edge, think Edge yeah. of
7: Tomorrow. I think My, it was I,
2: playing. Die, whatever, repeat, whatever. whatever Live, die, it repeat, I think. Right. Yeah. I think, and that's, again, that's how it's marketed on the Blu rays right. and stuff now. It's yeah. That's how, mm-hmm.
7: yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Well, I would be more it. interested in a movie called Live, Die, Repeat because right. it intrigues you. Yeah. You go, what? Mm-hmm. what is Edge that? of
2: Tomorrow sounds like a soap opera type deal.
6: Right. You did say that.
2: And again, I'm not a, like, I guess I've become a better, bigger Cruise fan. I think the Mission Impossible stuff he does is amazing. I just, I can't wait for the next right from the first one on, I think he's, he's been, and so I'm not a huge fan, except he's very accessible in this film. Mm-hmm. Cause yes, he comes off.
3: The guy does everything. I mean, I know he's not he does all, his to stunts all that stuff, right? But it's it's he's his arrogance. Nuts.
2: I think it might be his nuts stuff. He pulls off the screen. Cause he's definitely an act. He's oh, yeah. definitely a movie star. He's a movie star. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. he, you know, Um, and he's very accessible because yeah. at first he's playing Tom Cruise. I mean, right. he, that's what he's playing at, at the very first scene until he's dropped down into that, into the base. And now he's in mm-hmm. every man. And then he goes back mm-hmm. to Tom Cruise. Well, he also end, you gets know, a shit stuff. kicked out of him for half the movie. It's great. I mean, it's great. <laughs> and that, that idea that you start and you go as far as you can. And then, you know, it's just, that's a good, that's a good film. Yeah. Good
3: so. pick.
6: Actually, one of the funnier things in there was when he was first trying to escape from when they were doing all the pushups and he rolls under he, and gets smashed. <laughs> by the, oh, I like us do that. Yeah. Way. But, a
0: lot um, of fun.
2: A lot of fun. Yeah, was, all right. Was, well, was, I'm, I brought good. a recent classic. Oh, that's been brought up already but i'm going to talk about it anyway a hot tub, hot time, tub machine. time machine <laughs> okay oh, the unrated version yeah we didn't
6: bring that now, oh now,
2: the beauty of this is i actually think they came up with the name before they obviously before they even thought about it <laughs> as a matter of fact in the film is uh, uh craig robinson breaks the yeah. fourth wall when he, when looks he right turns and he goes it's a hot tub time machine okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh we all know john cusack Rob Corddry, Craig Robinson, Clark Duke, who's that young kid that used to yeah. be. I mean, I've seen him in other stuff, but he's, you know, it's this four guys. Crispin uh,
6: Glover. The well, then he on the office Crispin Glover. End. There's a running gag with Crispin mm-hmm. Glover
2: like that's just it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Crispin Glover is amazing in this film. <laughs> and Sebastian Stan plays the uh, nerdy uh, medical guy who uh, is their, who's their nemesis, nemesis in this the film. The 80s anyway. villain. It's four guys who are having midlife crises, all of them, except for the young kid who's a nephew of John Cusack, who's one of the guys having midlife crisis. And they decide, because Rob Corddry, they think, tries to kill himself uh, in a car. Um, they decide to go back to an old ski resort they used to go into the 80s uh, to go get the, the white buffalo, white buffalo, white buffalo. Well, they all talk about the white buffalo. <laughs> except they pull into this place, and it's a shithole, right? It's just <laughs> awful. Except there's a there's a hot tub. And I think they have this uh, uh, Russian uh, jolt cola or some kind of energy drink that short circuits <laughs> the hot the t- tub and it turns it into a time machine. And when they go in it, they wake up 20 years later and it's 1980 at the same resort. And it's 1980 something, right? The leg warmers, the Michael Jackson still black. There's a joke about, it. is Michael Jackson black or white? He's black. Oh my God, we're back in time. And it's just, you know, it's that you want to go back to your high school days and try to relive that. That Cusack's going back to an old girlfriend that he thought he broke up with, and it turns out she broke up with him. Rob Cordry's <laughs> playing just a complete basket case who got <laughs> a shit kicked out of him in the 80s, and he's, they all have to repeat the stuff that so they could get back home. They have to repeat what happened 20 years ago. And they, of course, things go crazy. The best scene in the film is Craig Robinson calls his, his wife when she's nine years old.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> right.
2: He, who cheated on him? He thinks she's cheating on him in the present. So he calls. She, this little
3: girl's looking at the phone. And he's dropping the Oh, wait. You don't know that. First, he's yelling at her. You cheated on me, you bitch. And then they go to the,
5: they cut to the little kid. Yeah.
7: And, he, <laughs> and then he goes to house right. and and no, her house no, it, running
2: gags like that and uh and, and the best running gag is when no i marry your daughter <laughs> when they meet christian glover he's playing a uh a maitre d what do you call those guys uh, uh, uh the guys who bring F- the, the luggage V-L-A? in for you the valet the but he's, valet he's got valet. no arm he's right. got he's one arm he's, he's his arm's gone so now they're trying to and so they go back in time and his arm is there. So now the whole running gag is, when is this guy going to lose his arm? <laughs> and he has a bunch of close calls throughout close the call. movie. He's doing ice. He's ice cutting this thing. It's going to happen. Anyway, and it's all about, you know, guys having regrets and it's midlife crises and all this stuff.
3: But it's also about every
2: 80s film that
3: was set at the beach or a ski
2: resort. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. and it's, it just hits all the right notes. And it's, right. the, the sequel is shit. Uh, I think they've even done a third one.
3: Well, was uh, it Robinson? Was Corday in that? Or was it? I know Robinson was in that. Uh, yeah, God, God. Rob
2: Cordray came back. Ed he Helms, I think, was Recuse in. it. Ed Helms. It. Not Ed Helms. The other guy that was in uh, uh, Step Brothers, who played Will Ferrell's brother. I can't O'Reilly? remember. Oh, Riley? Uh, no, no, Adam. The other guy. Adam.
7: Adam McGrath. No, a Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Oh, Adam Scott. I and love then, him. of
2: course, yeah. Chevy Archive Chase is in this one as well. Isn't he the repairman? He's the repairman. So it's typical Chevy. I mean, he's all right. It's nice seeing him in there. But it's just, it's just ridiculously stupid. Well, it's
3: raunchy. It's R rated. And it's a blast. And it's, it's r- blast. funny. And it's funny because I saw Rob that. Rob
2: Audrey is a superstar in this. I one. saw he's that for so the funny.
3: first time uh, about a month ago, the first time in probably 10 years, I think. And it, it, I, I laugh my ass off when I watch it. It was so funny.
2: Yeah. And it's all, you know, the paradoxes are all there because the, the kid, the guy who plays the young kid. Right. He's disappearing throughout the thing. Right. So you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. And then Because his
3: dad ends up not having sex and he's got to finish.
2: And, it, and the in twist. In the middle is, of it. The twist is that one and of the. And then these he beats him is, up afterwards. You're yeah. yeah, my father. <laughs> right. Oh, and the other guy that's in it is the kid from. Um, uh, William Zapka. Zabka, that guy. Billy Zapka, Billy Zabka. Which, Zabka. which is the other great scene in the film where they're watching Over that football Kai. game. And they're making all this bets because they know, uh, Rob Caudry knows what's going to happen in the football game because he's already seen it. But, of course, the time travel stuff screws him up. But he has this huge bet. And one of them, they lose the bet and he has to go in and. But he ends up friend. inventing Google.
3: Not Google, oh. but he calls it
2: something else. <laughs> Lugal. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was so uh, funny. It's, and, and. and it's you got to. It's just a funny. Yeah,
3: classic. it
5: is Has anyone place.
1: not seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought we saw it. I no, saw. I saw it. never saw it.
3: Yeah, oh, Very Sean movie. saw
2: it on his own. Is that? I it? Mean, you show? got. You
3: know, it's just. It's really raunchy. I mean, really raunchy. It's funny. not.
2: I mean, it's. It's. Yeah, it is. It's a couple places. It is, it's but raunchy.
5: Porkies with time travel. No. Yeah,
3: it's Porkies with time travel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not
0: as bad as Porkies.
7: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, just say. kidding.
5: But it's just a fun film. Something I said earlier and it's been proved out by all the choices that most time travel films are from the male perspective. Yeah. Even though Emily. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, okay. It's forcing me to rethink everything. I was talking with with Ralph, (laughs) I think was both (laughs) on our short list was final countdown.
2: Oh, Oh my God. Yes. Kirk Douglas. Yes, Yeah. where they go back to World War II and the, yeah, and the, the aircraft carrier Nimitz.
5: Back day before Pearl Harbor.
2: Again, we do this every time, but there are so many that uh, you mentioned Time Cops. Take the Cop. zeros out. You mentioned Time, time Cops, another one. Uh, time Cops,
3: I love that. That's my favorite. Uh, there's just so, there's uh, just so, so many. And that, movie. Yeah. But, well, uh, that's Bill not Andy. Bill, your excellent Bill Adventure. And Ted. Bill and yeah. Ted, excellent. Not the third one. That sucked.
5: <laughs> I didn't think that, that there movie. Was that sucked. Bad.
3: <laughs> oh, oh
5: my God. I to work on that. Collecting was a page. the earliest time travel movie? Uh,
3: the earliest. Ben Hur? No. Ben-hur.
4: What was the?
3: I, I don't know. That's a great
4: question. Well, concept, I don't know. I was going to
1: Google it.
5: She's going to Google it.
1: The, the concept Google. of time travel is reincarnation, right?
5: Yeah, so maybe, but what you know? I'm sitting there thinking, were there any in the fifties?
3: I
1: mean, yeah, was,
5: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. There were. I just, I, I can't it was, believe it's a, a time machine.
7: Calories. Here, the first ten time travel movies, films in recorded history, nineteen twenty-one, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh, of okay. so Mark Twain. Mark Twain. No, uh, that's the first one, because the next one is nineteen thirty. Just imagine. Um. 1931, a Connecticut Yankee. So, kind of
0: the so they
7: did another ap- adaptation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Turn back the clock, 1933, Berkeley Square. Also in 33. Oh, the ones. Alibaba goes to ten. Oh wow, they could not make that okay. movie today. Yeah. Holy wow. crap! Oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. Um,
6: <laughs> What's the
2: last time travel movie ever made? Tenet it? <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be the last one of Chris Nolan's career. Anyway, maybe. It's a wonderful well, life. Is a little bit of time travel, isn't it? No, I was getting Highlander. Is that time travel? Yeah, is Highlander. Just, yeah. Oh, travel. Well,
3: yeah. well, no, they flash back, but he's yeah. a more No,
7: Outlander's the Scottish he thing. Lives through time. They, they don't. Show. They don't yeah, travel back it and forth travel? through time. Mm-hmm. Brigadin,
3: Br- I think. Well, so, right? uh, yeah, Brigadin. Uh, um,
5: yeah, eh, All
3: right. Well, there we go. Time travel. Another full. That is theme. a full genre. That's a full genre. And that's not go. even getting in a brilliant Now, were there TV any
2: time-traveling shows? vampire films?
7: I bet there were. Um, t- I'm,
2: sure I'm sure there are. Alibaba <laughs> and I don't know. All right. Um, okay, so next session, next week or two weeks, we're not going to spin the wheel. We're going to give our new pod mother podcaster, Chris... God. i thought we didn't agree on that ralph i thought uh, we talk it's, my about it it's my show before my show it's a dictatorship oh, it's, john it's you know that. Play this oh. is not a democracy
3: <laughs> frig the wheel huh let's not frig. well and you know what's funny gonna... about this uh, the first one to pick on the wheel was ralph now ralph's gonna let chris <laughs> pick <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll skip three weeks, and then someone else will get. No, pick. no, no. Then we
7: won't skip three weeks. Then he'll come back, and we'll be doing some other kind of thing. Okay, I've decided we're going to spin the wheel, no, Chris, but then I'm just everybody has to much. spin around three times and say something. I have four laugh. words
2: for you guys. Four words. Okay? It's
7: my show, bitches.
2: That's three. My show, my rule. It's my, my show, bitches. Oh, I didn't hear the "it's." Four words. Right? Okay, my show, my rule. So, Chris, so here's how it works. You, you pick a film that we all have to watch, and then okay. we all discuss the film with you.
7: But sure. if we don't like it, it's going to become well, a running it, joke, we'll talk about film. it ad nauseum you're def- forever. You're
2: defending a, the film. You're defending your choice.
7: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
4: So <laughs> I'm not going <picking,
2: laughs> to
4: like, wow. pick Trouble in Mind,
2: then. Don't pick <laughs> Trouble in Mind.
3: Uh,
4: you You can. don't have to pick
2: it now, but you have to give you
4: us can. a little
5: we got two like weeks i like to see some Alan we're revolver. pretty tough
3: Chris that's all you gotta know going into it we're pretty that's okay
4: I can I'm sure I can I can dig okay Um. so you're just gonna have to let me know what streaming services you all have at some point no, no it doesn't all. matter you I just pick the movie we'll worry about that we'll, find,
2: we'll, yeah, yeah, about we'll that. figure that out don't worry so about you that. Pick it we figure it out you don't have to give it to us right now because you know we got
3: a couple oh my no, god
7: there's a movie called Time Vampire Time Travelers I knew it
2: I
3: knew it did, did Sean you, write
2: that
6: written by sean paul murphy all right
2: so chris you pick a film let us know a few days and then uh, we'll watch it and we will either help you talk about it and if
3: if chris picking the next film doesn't get you to subscribe what What will will? don't know what the hell will
7: people chris just
3: go like this just point because that's where the thing comes up, And everyone yeah. thinks they're subscribing to your crotch. Hit you the know, notification. So. Whatever. This, <laughs> that'd be like this.
5: Sex cells. Sex cells. Sex
3: cells. <laughs> sex cells. That's our a Patreon. Slam. Team. Slam,
5: all right, so slam that subscribe button. Slam, slam it. Oh, slam
2: God. that subscribe button. That's we right. want to earn that. So that was a good group of time travel. That was, yeah. we hit all. Well, everyone, I, all I,
7: I kind of think everyone
2: picked good ones. I really do. That was
3: excellent. I'm
7: proud of us that we picked movies we didn't watch. He said, what if we don't like them? I said, oh, well,
3: I don't <laughs> pick Bill and Ted. No, you picked a great one. <laughs> you picked probably the best pick of everybody. That was a good one.
4: I had yeah, that. Time, that that was, that was literally one of the ones on my list. The original time machine I actually rewatched oh. the original time machine. It's on HBO max right now. And I, I rewatched it and I was like, okay, I got to make a decision between this and looper. <laughs> but, uh,
3: it's tough because if I get a choice between old school, I usually go old school. But I really love Time After Time when I saw it. Yeah,
6: it's well, it's funny. True. When we were thinking somebody might pick it, we figured it was going to be
7: either Sean, Sean or Ralph. Or Ralph.
3: <laughs> well, I did pick it. I picked yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But
7: Ralph picked like 47 yeah. movies because well,
3: Drew you wasn't here. Well, you got to always pick two because no, I had a
2: backup I mean, because uh, I, yeah. I, I shot, thought for sure someone was going to do Hot Tub Time Machine. So I had
5: uh, time after time Consider for a backup so
7: we did consider well that's it. why at the end
5: of the last episode i said primer to try to beat people to the bunch on that
0: well <laughs> you're the only one that you're the only well, one i, never even heard of it, so I mean that sounds, sounds like a pretty no, sucky movie so show. i
4: don't think that that i would have picked my do you guys over ever looper. see um primer uh, uh, oh yeah yeah over over looper that would have been my that would have been my number one choice wow did you ever see safety not guaranteed oh yeah that's pretty oh. good too I've never seen it. I've heard good things about it. It's an
2: independent. It's uh, it's pretty good. And it's got some little time travel in there as well. A lot of fun. A lot of fun.
4: One with Aubrey Plaza from uh, Parks and Rec, right? Oh, I love her.
2: And Duplass, Mark Duplass. I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent.